The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. Get a move on, son. Oh, yeah. It is time for the five count. Here it is. It's Pledge Drive. Hey, hey. Welcome to the five count. So glad to have you here. It's also a fall break is what I'm hearing. Todd, it's falling apart as we speak. I really am. But he just could not sit out Pledge Drive. No. He said, you know what? I got to get some pledges driven up here to save great radio. Even if I am leaking all sorts of gross fluids. Yeah. I hope you guys appreciate it. I uh, currently have a ruptured eardrum, and it's infected, and it's leaking all over the place. So uh, I hope you appreciate it. Looking in your direction, Dwayne. Man. Whenever you want to hand out them bonuses or whatever it is. It's all that mushroom head that Ton listens to at unsafe volumes. I always try to tell him. You're going to regret that someday, even though it rocks so much. Still don't regret it. It was all worth it. 100% worth it. Ton, I hope you feel like 1,001 episodes of this show has been worth it, because that's what we're doing tonight. I mean, I think so. It seems pretty worth it. Uh, The question is, you gentle listeners, do you find this beautiful station to be worth your money that's the question thirty thousand dollars is on the line that's what we're trying to raise here dust thirty thousand dollars chump change to some but a considerable amount for great radio think of all the fun stuff that we could do with thirty thousand dollars it's really a lot i mean it would go towards you know improvements on the streaming app Allowing you to stream music 24 hours a day, public radio. I know you guys would love that idea. If you're like me and have hearing aids and ruptured eardrums and everything, you can stream it right into your head, right into your face. Man. 24 hours. That'll be kick rear. Yeah, we also need the money to upgrade the transmitter so we're able to broadcast in high definition. A high-def radio signal just for you guys. Could you imagine how sexy I would sound in high-def? Amazing. Could you even listen to it all in one sitting? I don't think you could. You'd probably have to go outside and walk a couple blocks and take a breather. Because honestly, 
I mean, the main place that I see it, and you'll notice it the most, is in your car. So, I mean, on one hand, I'm supposed to try to, you know, get you to provide us some cash to upgrade to this HD. But in all honesty, if you hear Dusty HD while you're driving, I don't know how many countless accidents that might cause. Look what happened to Ton. The deaf was so high when he heard my voice that now his head is leaking. It's ridiculous. No joke. It's no joke at all. It's kick rear. It's so much. So much rear. Kick and rear. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Ton. Yes. I'm sure you know that it takes everyone's support to keep KMSU going. And we get funding from several sources, and each is important. But none is more important than the support we get from listeners like you. Not you, but like the you. Yeah. The people listening. It's your contributions that fund our continuing operations. Things like paying the power bill for the transmitter or replacing audio equipment. Paying for all the great syndicated shows you know and love, like World Cafe, Echoes, Overnight Jazz... Please give now, online, at kmsu.org. And thank you for being a radio hero. And sorry if you can hear Ton's head leaking over the air. I really do apologize, but just please understand that it'll only get even more high definition, the leaking, if you just donate now. Please go to kmsu.org. I heard that there's some fun things that we could maybe offer the listeners if they do pledge some support there's so much stuff even at a very very low cost and it's very useful things such as the 35 dollar pledge premium of a kmsu gloves and scraper blizzard bundle is what they're calling it here yes you may be doubtful after this scorching summer and fall we've been having it's kind of been warmer than usual it's starting to cool off now but winter is coming For all of us. And when it does, you're going to want to be ready. And that's where KMSU comes in. A $35 pledge can get you the KMSU Blizzard Bundle, which features a pair of warm purple gloves with our logo on them. It also features a handy window scraper that you can clip to your car visor. What? Yes, to minimize panicked searches when you're in a pinch. Bonus, these KMSU gloves feature fingertips that will allow you to use touch screens without taking them off. They've thought of everything. Wow, so you can even continue to text in your car. Unbelievable. You could be on social media. You could be on TikTok. You could be live streaming with these gloves on and scraping your windshield like nobody's business. That's right. Tom, that's wonderful. Unbelievable. I, I got something exciting for you. At the $100 pledge level, we are offering for the first time ever a blanket, a KMSU blanket. Wow. KMSU wants to make sure you stay warm this winter with a design that will give you the chills. (laughs) We're talking about the KMSU Radio Tales of Weirdness blanket. Polar fleece blanket, 50 inches by 60 inches. That's a big blankie. It really is. And it features a spooky Tales from the Crypt comic book inspired illustration by Kat Bauman. 
Let me just give you a spoiler. Much like last year's KMSU puzzle, Ton did not make this year's KMSU blanket. Sorry about that. Is everyone else on it? Uh, there's a werewolf and a mummy. Okay. And a hamster. And Santa Claus looks kind of like you. Maybe that's English Santa. Oh, yeah, that could be. Either way, it could be yours for only a $100 pledge. You could donate online at kmsu.org. Man. It's that simple. That sounds awesome. But, you know, if you're if you're thinking, I mean, I know we went from 35 bucks straight to 100 bucks. If you're thinking, geez, I could do more than 35 but I wasn't quite thinking 100 bucks. then look no further. For $60, you can get the KMSU 60th Anniversary Mug and Coffee Bundle. This right here. I know you all love the Canary Yellow Mug. Yeah. has been the KMSU Mug. This is a redesigned Canary Yellow KMSU Mug. It's got the 60th Anniversary Mug. Brand new looking logo on there. It's got a sixty. It looks kind of like it looks. I don't. I don't know what to, how to say. It. Like retro, but also like very modern. It looks beautiful. Eighty nine point seven. The Maverick. Six decades of great radio in honor of the sixtieth anniversary. We've created a new gold standard for liquid delivery systems. Introducing the KMSU sixtieth anniversary mug. This limited run mug is emblazoned. The new anniversary design, and it's the perfect size for coffee, soup, or whatever it is that helps you get through the day. Bonus, we're also including two packets of coffee to help you jumpstart your brain straight to your brain. No way. Yes, the coffee is ground by Beans Coffee Company, a small batch roaster right here in Mankato, southern Minnesota. Each packet will make a full carafe of coffee. Their coffee is also 100% organic and fair trade certified wow you'd be a damn fool not to take advantage of that offer oh man again you can pledge your support online at kmsu.org ton i'm so excited let me just tell you that uh i'm also excited even uh when i'm feeling out of the weather and just leaking fluids everywhere i feel like i'm on fire right now wow somebody needs to give me another job maybe you're having a stroke could be or maybe you're just excited about great radio so excited just to be here with you dust maybe you're excited about the exclusive interviews we'll be featuring on tonight's program i can't wait uh have you seen a movie called sleepaway camp (laughs) what yes dude okay because there's a guy who wrote a book about sleepaway camp his name is jeff hayes wow we'll have him on the show tonight i literally almost watched that movie today also, there's a guy, his name is Frankie Vinci, musician, did the music for the film Sleepaway Camp. Dude. He'll be on the program tonight as well. This is going to be an awesome show. Ton's so excited, he's leaking. This is a great show. It's going to be a great year. Man. Should we get it started? Yeah, man. Let's do it. Let's do a bit of a spooky scene setter here. Ton, I have two of your three all-time favorite things lined up here in this next musical set all right uh of course your all-time favorite thing is the kmsu pledge drive but rounding out the top three is halloween and halloween <laughs> yes and i happen to have a song called halloween by halloween <laughs> yeah. during the kmsu pledge drive yes hence 
the reason ton is leaking. That is awesome. There's a lot of stuff happening. Stay tuned.
Welcome back. Oh, yeah. It's the five count. What a time. It's the pledge drive at KMSU. Exciting time of year. It really is. We need lots of money. We need lots of your money. Please give us your money. We really do. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to give us money. I'm sure there's plenty of you out there that have been listening for a really long time. And uh, that's just one little way of showing your appreciation. But I didn't even know this, probably mostly because we missed the meeting. But uh, did you know, Dust, that our backup transmitter suffered a catastrophic failure? What? Yeah. When did this happen? Uh, Just recently, I guess. So that's one of the things that this $30,000 would go towards, is making sure that we can get ourselves a backup transmitter again. It's essential just to make sure that you guys don't have any kind of interruptions on the super sweet, great radio that we're producing here. What would happen if the main transmitter was covered in ice and got struck by a lightning and got knocked off the air and then there was no ton? You'd be like, that's fine. They probably got a backup or something. No, we don't. Yeah, if there was no backup, we're talking catastrophic failure of the society as you know it. We're talking dead air, and then we're probably talking dead listeners. It's probably straight, yeah. <laughs> Casualties will, will occur, whether by your own hands or <laughs> by someone else's. Listen, I don't even want to know what's going to happen, but I know it won't be good. Have you heard of Hordax Fright Zone? That's what it's going to be. Straight to the Fright Zone. You're going to fall off a cliff into the slime pit, and it's going to be over with. Ton always equates anything he can to Shira, Princess of Power. <laughs> yes, or He-Man. Listen, I still read He-Man comics to my daughter every night before bed. And for some reason, in those comics, it's like Hordak is all over the place in the He-Man comics, but then he's not in the cartoon. I don't get it. And he's not in the She-Ra comics. What is the problem? Yeah, could you imagine if the transmitter failed and you weren't able to hear this discussion we're having right now it's ridiculous you'd be missing out you'd be at the water cooler on monday and everyone would be talking about ton talking about shira and you'd be like oh dang it i missed it again yeah should have gotten that blanket i suck so according to kmsu management a backup transmitter is essential for two reasons above and beyond the whole thing about you turning into a zombie or falling into the fright zone or whatever it is. But first, it allows us to remain on the air when the main transmitter needs maintenance. Secondly, it gives KMSU a lifeline in the event that the main transmitter fails. Investing in a new backup transmitter is a long-term goal for KMSU, and it's a crucial part of investing in our future. Man, you know what else, Tom? Hmm. I read that recent improvements to KMSU. You know, like the development of the KMSU streaming app and the Minnesota Music Channel? Yeah. Um, That features nonstop Minnesota music, by the way. But it's all been made possible because radio heroes like you took a moment of their time and donated during the pledge drive. Aw. Your continued support will not only help us pay our basic operating costs, but it would also allow us to invest in the future of KMSU. So help KMSU continue to grow and improve by visiting KMSU.org and giving today and being a radio hero. KMSU.org. You just go right on there and donate. Go right on there. You could choose your prizes, kind of like you're shopping on Etsy or wherever people shop. Yeah. 
and just say like, hey, I'd like three blankets, two coffee mugs, and a David Bowie box set. Man. Check, please. Check, please. That blanket dust he's talking about, that's $100 of pure coziness. This thing looks pretty crazy. KMSU Radio Tales of Weirdness, celebrating six decades of radio. It's, it's wow. It's very, like, uh, old-school monster-inspired undead air at the most haunted radio station in Minnesota. Wow. It's got uh, Man Camp, Santa Claus, Bigfoot. There's a werewolf on there. There's an Elvira-type-looking person and uh, a mummy. I have to say that Man Camp looks, to me, a lot like Splinter drinking some coffee. Um, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but you know, I like it. I like that whole can't idea. go wrong there. Yeah, hundred bucks gets you a big blanket, fifty inches by sixty inches. That's, I mean, that's a pretty cool. That's like ton sized. Pretty cool purchase. Pretty cool blanket. But if you're thinking to yourself, listen, a hundred bucks isn't enough. I got more. I got a lot of mo. Two hundred bucks. Uh-huh. This is the big deal. $200 pledge level gets you a KMSU Day sponsorship. Wow. Yeah, seriously. I don't know what that is, but it sounds amazing. Tell me more. You can sponsor an entire day of KMSU programming. An entire day. If you say, listen, Dwayne, I'd like Wham all day. He's got to play it. 200 bucks. that's all that costs. Your sponsorship can be as simple as having an announcement read on the air throughout the day saying that you are a sponsor or you could dedicate the day to someone or something special. Someday sponsors request themed music days. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Wham, please somebody do that. What if I want to hear him wham his head on the council over and over? I think he has to do it for only 200 bucks. That's money well spent. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. It even says here they want to or sometimes they want to dedicate dedicate the whole day to one specific musician. George Michael, what's the problem? Listen, uh, if you're out there listening, if there's 18 people out there listening right now, why don't all of you and Ton and I pool our money together? What is that, $5 a piece? Yes. And then we could go in together on a Wham! sponsorship. That's what I'm saying. I know at the end here it says, come up with an idea and we'll try to make it work. Uh, Dwayne, we're going to cross off the try and you're going to make it work. That's what I'm saying, right? That's the that's the real world thinking. The big ideas, it's making it work, not trying. I think it would be even better, just as a goof, to pick the dumbest, worst, awfulest theme music artist that you could think of, and then force them to play it all day. Yes, yes. If the check clears, they're gonna have to do it. I'm gonna say yes to you right now. That's some. That's the greatest idea. I like it. Could you imagine if you did that, and then you just go and sit somewhere in public, waiting to hear somebody getting upset that you've been playing Wham? What's What's wrong? This station been playing Wham for the past two hours, and then you can just sit back, relax, with a big smile on your face. Not only Wham, but you could specifically request that they play only Last Christmas. Yeah. At least four times an hour. Yeah. Tis the season. They would have to do it. They'd want to do it. Such a great idea. I want to do it. Ton, 
We got a voicemail. Someone sent it to the five count hotline. Oh, wow. Did you know we had one of those? Yeah, man. Of course I did. The five count hotline. 507-519-2030. It's a ticket to your dreams. I know you've been dealing with a lot of head leakage. I'm glad you remembered that number. Happy 1,000th episode. Ah, Predator. (laughs) Thanks, Predator. That was nice. Yeah, that was. We haven't heard from Predator for so long. I mean, I get it. I'm pretty sure Predator, like, cruises the galaxy, right? He's like, cruises the whole galaxy, and he hunts various species across the whole galaxy. So maybe he's just been a few light years away or something for a while. But he still listens. Yeah. On the KMSU app. You see what I'm saying? 5075192030. Even Predator has time to call that number and leave us a voicemail. So please just go right ahead. And while you're at it, go to KMSU.org and pledge your support today. Ton, we've got an interview with a guy who wrote a book called Sleepaway Camp, Making the Movie and Reigniting the Campfire. That's awesome. Ton was too afraid to watch the entire film. So hopefully... Jeff Hayes won't spoil it for him and when he maybe someday works up the courage to finish the movie. <laughs> Can't wait. We're joined today by Jeff Hayes. He is the author of the new book, Sleepaway Camp, Making the Movie and Reigniting the Campfire. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Dustin? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, no problem. Well, first of all, you've got a new book out. Sleepaway Camp, Making the Movie, Reigniting the Campfire. I'm really excited about this book. Can you tell the listeners a bit about it? Sure. Um, The first half of the book is about the making of the original Sleepaway Camp back in 1982. And, you know, it goes through uh, all sorts of stuff that you haven't learned about before, because I actually had tracked down some people that worked on the production that nobody has really ever heard from yet. So... You know, I was able to get into a lot of different facets of the making of the movie that uh, haven't been talked much about. And so the fans are going to get a chance to kind of learn all that stuff as they go through the first half. And then the second half of the book is kind of about my journey starting in the late 90s with um, co-creating the official Sleepaway Camp website and um, just everything that happened because of that. Like I, I tracked down you know, Jonathan Tiersten and Felissa Rose and Robert Hiltzik. And, you know, and from there I put together conventions and screenings and reunions. And so it's, it's a story about, you know, what happened after we kind of brought back Sleepaway Camp on the internet and all the really cool things that happened since then. Yeah. It is amazing. Everything you've put together here in the book and you know, the behind the scenes pictures and everything. And I think it's even more incredible maybe that people had the foresight to hang on to all this stuff for the last 40 years. Well, you know, a lot of it was, you know, packed away in closets and drawers and stuff. And, um, we got lucky, uh, with some of the people again, who worked behind the scenes, um, like Ed Fountain, he, he, he's a mechanical effects guy and he, he worked on creep show and some other George Romero movies. And he's actually the guy who created most of the effect with the arrow going through the neck to the camp owner, Mel. And for years, people have wondered how that effect was even achieved because it just, it looks so seamless. 
And Ed was able to take me through from beginning to end how it was done and the mechanical rig that he actually created to put on Mel and, and how the whole thing worked. And, you know, he even drew a diagram and, and he was, he had some photos from the set that we were able to use in the book. So yeah, it's going to be really cool for the fans to finally be able to see uh, how that was actually achieved. Definitely. And of course, Sleepaway Camp is an all-time classic horror film. Kind of seems like it took a while maybe to become recognized as one though. Maybe some horror fans kind of took a while to discover it, it seems. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, like it kind of, it came out on video in the mid eighties and I saw it for the first time on HBO back in 87. I was only 11 and I recorded it one night when it was on like really late at night and I watched it the next day and I just got to the end of the movie and I was like, Oh my God, like what happens next? You can't just leave me hanging like this. So I had to go on that journey and find out. And, um, yeah, it, it, it kind of, it started maybe a little bit with the videotapes and on cable and then, um, you know, with the website and the movie being re-released on uh, DVD back in the late night, actually that was early 2000. Um, you know, it, it started really getting back out there and, people were really finally able to to see and appreciate this movie that maybe was kind of like a little bit more obscure at the time than most of the other slasher movies. And somehow it does seem with all the crazy stuff we've seen in horror films over the last 40 years, uh, the ending to a sleepaway camp still seems to, to get to people. I don't know. Do you think the film would maybe still be talked about today if the film maybe ended a more traditionally? You know, I, I think the ending is definitely a part of the whole sleep, the whole sleepaway camp mystique, really. I mean, that's definitely a piece of the, the puzzle that without it, I mean, you just don't know if it would, <laughs> if it would be quite as popular as it is, but I mean, it's still a fun movie all the way through, but it's kind of like that ending where you, you find out who the killer was the whole time. And, and it's this big shock that it just still leaves this big impact on people. And it's definitely, you know, one of the big reasons why it is what it is. Excellent. Again, uh, Jeff Hayes is with us. We're talking about his new book, Sleepaway Camp, Making the Movie and Reigniting the Campfire. Uh, And Jeff, I wanted to ask you your thoughts on the sequels to Sleepaway Camp. They, They took a different direction, obviously, but I think it's one of those rare cases where they're maybe just as great as the first one. Yeah, I mean, I love the sequels. And definitely the vibe is different. Like, the first movie was a, a whodunit murder mystery. And the, the second two, like you knew who the killer was already. And it was kind of like the time that they came out, it was more like Freddy Krueger and let's make jokes while we kill people, things like that. And you know, that's what, that's the route they followed, but they did it in a really fantastic way. You know, you root for Angela throughout the entire movie, even though she's like killing everybody. But uh, it's just so fun, especially the creative murder sequences. To me, that's, you know, probably my favorite thing from the series is watching how they pulled off all those creative murder sequences. And the sequels, you know, they definitely have that. And uh, with the new book here, you've also got uh, some music being released. I wanted to ask you a bit about that, the music in the film, uh, you know, working with Frankie Vinci on getting um, his EP uh, released with the book here. Yeah, um, uh, the publisher actually asked me if I knew Frankie, which I've I've known Frankie for years. And, um, you know, he wanted to know if Frankie would be interested in, you know, having some of his music from the movie 
released on vinyl and, and on CD. And um, so I had a discussion with Frankie and he was all, yeah, let's, let's do it. And he said, I'll remaster it. And the other cool thing was Frankie had made a remake of the original Angela theme. And we wanted to get that released because not many people have heard it. And so that was going to be a part of, um, you know, putting this out would be, you know, let's put out Frankie's new version. So the fans can hear what the original song from the end of the movie that everybody loves sounds like, as well as this new kind of more punk version. And, um, you know, Frank, Frankie was great to work with. And um, we're so glad that, you know, that this is coming out now on vinyl and the fans have been so thrilled, you know, to be able to get it that way. And it's just, it's exciting times. Yeah, for sure. I know uh, 1984 publishing, they've, they've done things like this in the past. And I think it's awesome that they're able to combine the two mediums. And I got to say, I heard the, the music and we've been playing the Angelus theme you know, ripped straight from the DVD for years. It's it's great to hear it now, finally remastered and sounding the way it's supposed to. Oh, cool! Yeah, so so you you've got to hear the new remastered version. Yep, definitely. I got it uh, the other day, and it's uh, it sounds uh, much better than the the old uh, version I took straight off the credits. Yeah, it's really cleaned up, and it just I've always loved that. It's, it's the perfect song for the end of that movie. It's it's creepy, but it, you know it's. It's very melodic. It's everything the end of that movie needs. And now you really get to hear it nice and kind of crystal clear the way it was kind of always meant to sound. And um, yeah, I, I think like you, uh, I think a lot of the other things are going to be really psyched to, to be able to hear it like that now. Definitely. And Jeff, you know, you mentioned running the website for the Sleepaway Camp films. And I read that you were involved with uh, Return to Sleepaway Camp that came out a while back. Do you think we could see more from this franchise, maybe a fifth installment or, you know, like an Amazon? Yeah, Prime I mean, series absolutely. Um, Robert Hiltzik uh, has actually written a reboot. And um, so basically, you know, you have characters from the original movie. And of course, they'd have to be played by younger you know, people today. But, it, you know, it's that awesome classic story with so much more new subtext and the kind of stuff that's happening in the world today, you know he totally like, you know, he, he made it about now. So it still has all those elements that you love about sleepaway camp, but it also has even more. And the original movie was a movie that everybody just kept thinking about after they saw it. And this reboot would be the same way because there's so much subtext in it that, you know, you'd be like, after it ends, you'd still be hanging and you'd be like, Oh my God, now I want another one. So, I mean, yeah, Robert would love to, to do the reboot. And, um, you know, right now we're looking into some options on that and, and keep it, keep your fingers crossed that, you know, maybe we'll be able to get that done. Awesome. Yeah. Hopefully something does uh, come of that. And Jeff, I wanted to ask you uh, return to sleepaway camp. I don't know how much you were on set at all, but did you get a chance to, uh, to interact or hang out with Isaac Hayes during that time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was one of the producers on the movie. I was okay. there every day. Um, Isaac was absolutely one of my favorite people there because he came in and I, I've been a big fan of John Carpenter's escape from New York for years. And, uh, the day he came in, I went over and introduced myself and I was shocked. He knew who I was because, uh, Robert had told him, you know, that, you know, Jeff who created the website, uh, is going to be here. And, um, you know, he told him the story about how, you know, my tracking people down and getting all this stuff together was really 
very, you know, crucial in getting this movie to happen. So when I met him, he knew that story. And so I was able to talk to him about escape from New York and, and about the story. And like, we just hit it off really well. And he, he was just the nicest guy. Uh, you know, he was probably the most well-known actor in the movie. And yet he was like, you know, he treated everybody like, you know, just like he was a genuinely awesome guy. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was fun when, when he did the scenes in the camp kitchen and, uh, he had some really funny lines and stuff. And, um, yeah, he, he, he was just great all the way around. That's awesome. Well, Jeff, I know the new book is just out here, but, uh, is there something else maybe you've got coming up or anything else we should be watching out for? Well, I mean, right now it's all about this and, you know, getting it out to all the fans and, you know, we, uh, I've been talking with the publisher, you know, there's some ideas, you know, to maybe do some more of this type of stuff in the future. And, um, you know, I guess we'll just have to see how, how bad the fans want it. And it's been really like, um, encouraging when we've seen all the pre-orders and all these numbers of, of how excited everybody is. So, you know, if, if everybody still feels that way, then, you know, I think, I think there's more to come. <laughs> awesome news, man. Well, it's been great speaking with you and uh, I'm really excited about this book and the whole uh, package here with the music and hopefully uh, we can see some more here coming down the road. And thank you so much for your time. Yeah, no, thank you very much. And again, that was Jeff Hayes, his new book from 1984 publishing sleepaway camp making the movie and reigniting the campfire is available now Put that trust in
Hi, everybody. This is Lips from the band Anvil. You are listening to the one, two, three, four, five count. You know it.
Yeah. 
Alyssa Rose, I'm Angela from Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Five Count, and these guys are awesome.
To the five count that Thank was our so much. exclusive interview with jeff hayes that's really awesome yeah his book sleepaway camp making the movie reigniting the campfire available now on 1984 publishing that's pretty great um i i, I okay so i'll say this for sure please do i had not seen sleepaway camp until i met you and you talked to me about it and so I had no idea what it was. Um, the first film came out in like 1990. Am I correct on that? No. When did the first film come out? 1983. Really? It's the 40th year anniversary. For some reason, I thought it was later, but it was done in the style of earlier. So actually, it's totally in that vein and of the same era of all the classic, like Friday the 13th that you've seen and everything. That is awesome. Makes it even better to me. So then anyway, I remember watching with you and being kind of like blown away. Like, how was this thing not? I mean, I'm guessing it was on the shelves when I at the movie house, like at Video Magic. But I just never rent. Why did we never? Why did I never rent it? Why was it like that? I see Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, but didn't hear anything about Sleepaway Camp. Must have got lost in the shuffle. But now it's an all-time classic. It really is. There's even a book about it. And the book comes with a record by Frankie Vinci, who we'll hear from coming up. That's awesome. 
I've got to just, that is so sweet. Don, I got a message here. Someone sent to the five count hotline. Okay. Watched 10 minutes of Taylor Swift movie. Looks very well made. If you're a fan, we have some big bosses coming. So some of us are doing extra cleaning. Now my sore knee is more sore. Happy Uno Grand plus one day. Five count from Shahanio Softshell Taco Badass. P.S. It starts to get dark out at 7 p.m. Capital crap. I'm sure Ton heard about Suzanne Summers. Love John in New Ulm. Oh, man. Ton? John, you're really... Wow, you're just... He's really bringing up so many things. He's really expanding. John, you're going to have to call us now sometime because you're just bringing up so many things. I did hear about... Suzanne Summers, five count alumnus today. Suzanne yeah. Summers, yeah. It, I mean, what can I say? What a bummer, right? You can say that. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't rest mean in to peace. Get you upset. Rest in peace, Suzanne Summers. I know that's where you got those thighs from. Yeah, you being the master. Yeah, thigh master. I mean, I think she did good work. Um, is she the one who got kicked from Three's Company for trying to get paid just as much as John Ritter? Could be. I think she did. But then she went on to be on Step by Step. Yeah. With Ton's all-time favorite actor, Sasha Mitchell. Which, I mean, just good for her for trying to stand up for herself back then. That was a hard time for... Or actresses, I would, I would imagine, um, different time, different time period. Anyway, done. I don't think I've seen anything with the Taylor Swift deal. Oh, I don't know what he's talking about. You were talking about a different time period. I really was. I was thinking about like a time period, like maybe ten years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, because you know, I was just thinking. You're just thinking about it. Ton, I got to be honest. I did have an ulterior motive here. <laughs> Because this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five-count history. Awesome. Tricked you. Were we driving pledges back then, too? Yeah, we probably were. I do know what we uh, did, because I have it written down here. It was me and you on October 19th, 2013. And our good friend, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Eddie Levert from the OJs. He was with us as well. That's awesome. You remember that? Yeah, a little bit. Remember when you hopped aboard the love train? Yes. I still do that once in a while. And then you were a backstab. <laughs> it says here we also talk a lot about pancakes. All right. So there's that. That's all. Pancakes the ojs and pancakes 10 years ago that makes sense it does not at all but it probably did at the time yeah but that was back when ton's head was leaking much much less yeah i haven't had this kind of leaking in you know so long now he's a complete mess complete and total mess but you know what 
you guys aren't southern minnesota you're not a mess at all you got your stuff together you're sitting there you're listening to this program and you're thinking man these guys are totally awesome how can i support them let me tell you something it's pledge drive weekend get right out of a door you can go to kmsu.org and you can pick from various different pledge levels you know at the start of this program I talked about a way that you could pledge very little money. I was talking like $35 for this beautiful set of gloves and scraper for uh-huh. the oncoming winter. Guess uh-huh. what? There's a cheaper. There's a cheaper entry level. Get right screen. back in through that door you just went out. I'm yeah, I'm going to hop over the door. Thank you so much. Dusty, $25 gets you the KMSU water bottle. What? Yes, the KMSU water bottle. This eye-catching purple KMSU water bottle is 32 ounces of hydrating glory. That's a lot of water. That's ridiculous. Hydrating glory. It'll look good in your hand, in a roomy cup holder, or on a desk. It tells the world, hey world, I know that water is the source of all life, and today this is the only water bottle that I trust to handle such an important liquid. Thanks, water bottle. Could be yours for only $25. (laughs) Where do you come up with this stuff? Unbelievable. This is ridiculous. You know, I drink a lot of water. I really do. And uh, this thing looks beautiful. So much so, he's leaking out his ears. You can put your own stickers on here, too. You know, that's what I like to do. I like to put stickers on my water bottle. And uh, I have a five-count sticker on every water bottle that I have. So then you could say, hey, world. I listen to bad shows. What do you mean? Awesome show. This oh, show is awesome. What did I say? Bad? Yeah, you I, said I bad. I meant awesome shows. Jeez. Ton, I don't know if this is a thing or not, but I could have swore that we were maybe offering some sort of five count prize pack. Oh, yeah. Are we still doing that? I have no idea. We might be doing that. We might be doing that. Go to KMSU.org, and if it's up there, then that means we're doing it. Yeah, so then if you do the water bottle and the five-count prize pack, you'll definitely get a five-count sticker, and you can put it on that water bottle. Wow. Wow. Yeah. The stickers are awesome, too. Let me just tell you this. I don't know what the deal is, but Dusty somehow chooses the, like, the perfect sticker manufacturers, and the five-count stickers that I have on my water bottle, I, uh, well, okay, so I have them on my water bottles, and I have them on my coffee mug and i'm just gonna get a little nerd out geeky on you here just for a quick second oh good just for a quick second i use uh, a specific coffee mug mainly because i needed a uh super tight sealing coffee mug so i use a brewmate with the top that seal it's it works perfectly for my application so i can put it in the backpack and i don't have to worry about my super hot coffee spilling anywhere on my ride to work when i'm riding one wheel or whatever it is this brewmate has even taken a fall at 21 miles an hour hit the pavement did not leak an ounce of coffee still going this thing has a five count sticker on it and the five count sticker has outlasted every single other sticker i've ever had and i wash this cup every night so i don't know how dusty does it but the sticker manufacturers he chooses are the most durable beautiful stickers you could ever get in your life i mean i've got a sticker from old 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 five count times i mean the sticker itself has got to be 12 13 
years old. I don't even know, 15 years old. And I put it on there fresh, and it's beautiful. It's mint. It gets washed every day, submerged into hot, soapy water. And it hasn't faded, hasn't chipped, hasn't started peeling. It's amazing. Blows my mind. Man. So much so that now Tun's mind is leaking. It's leaking all over the place, particularly down my neck. Well, that could be yours, the five-count prize pack, if you donate to KMSU by going to kmsu.org. Yeah, the sticker. The sticker could be yours, not my leaky fluids. Yeah, well, we'll see. Might throw that in. (laughs) Tun, we've got another exclusive interview here with musician Frankie Vinci. He did the music for the film Sleepaway Camp, and it's all compiled onto a new album that comes with the book by Jeff Hayes, who we just heard from earlier in the show. Awesome. Now we'll hear from Frankie. Love this idea. And then we'll be back. We're joined today by musician, composer Frankie Vinci. He has a new EP coming out with the book Sleepaway Camp, Making the Movie and Reigniting the Campfire by Jeff Hayes. That's all coming out on 1984 Publishing. Frankie, how you doing today? How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. It's it's great speaking with you. Thank you so much for your time today. No problem. Looking forward to it. Well, first of all, it's the 40th anniversary of the film Sleepaway Camp, and I know you've teamed up with the author Jeff Hayes and released an album with his book. Uh, how is it for you to finally have uh, the music from that movie uh, released here all together like this? Well, that's cool. That's in the book. It's a cool addition. The the uh, the record's been released before in uh, similar situations on Death Waltz Records. Uh, this was years ago. They just released uh, like a little vinyl thing, but it wasn't attached with the book like this is, and 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 an interview I th- that I did uh, in that as well. So yeah, it's cool. Well, I wanted to ask you how you got involved uh, with the film Sleepaway Camp forty years ago. And did they just approach you or, or your band at the time, or how did that come about? No, um, Robert Hiltzik, uh, we had a mutual friend and he was looking for some music and came to my house and, uh, I was playing him some of my, uh, tracks and he said, oh yeah, I'd love for you to write for this. And that's how it happened. It was a friend of a friend kind of thing. And, uh, at the time I didn't think it was going to be, you know, all these years later still <laughs> running. Even when I saw the movie, I go, that was pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know. You know how things go. It's, all of a sudden, it's caught on, and it, it did well in the box office, and, and all these years later, now it's a, a cult classic, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, it definitely has uh, become a favorite to a lot of people over the last 40 years, and uh, the music that you wrote for it, it's going to be, uh, again, released uh, with the new book, the EP there. It's got the three songs from the movie, and then you guys, um, or you, did a, a new song here, kind of a remake of the uh, the original one for this new EP. Yeah, the bonus track, he didn't know anything about it because it was never released. It was supposed to be in the last uh, Sleepaway Camp because I hadn't talked to Robert Hilsick in many years. And when I heard that was happening, I saw it on Jeff Hayes' page. I'd said, let me reach out to him. And we all have the same info and stuff. So I found him and I said, you know, I, I would love to be part of this. And I, you know, did the metal version of it and. uh and it just sat there, and no one ever got back to me. Then I saw it was a straight-to-DVD release on Redbox back in the Redbox days. And I was like, wait a minute, they didn't get back to me. So it was like it slipped through the cracks, you know. But uh, So I told the publisher, hey, I have this other track. You should hear it. So it's kind of cool to have the bonus track. No one else has heard that, you know. 
Definitely. And I, Frankie, I know aside from releasing your own music, you've worked a lot in the studio over the years, helping other artists. And uh, the list of people I saw you've worked with is incredible. Alice Cooper, Bootsy Collins, Roberta Flack. I mean, it's definitely a who's who of people you've been with over the years. Yeah, my career is long. The music career has been long because I wrote uh, jingles in Manhattan for many years at a very uh, big agency, uh, Jingle House, as we call it. So a lot of people came through. Roberta Flack did a Hilton Hotel spot, so I got to work with her. Bootsy played bass on a song I wrote with Robert Lamb from Chicago that Phil Ramone produced. So that was kind of cool, um, working with Phil Ramone. And, and it was an all-star band on that record. Um, yeah, many people. Alice Cooper was, I was on tour with my band, Photomaker, on Atlantic Records. So we did a few dates with Alice and Aerosmith and Van Halen, you know. It was a whole nother life. I was 24 at the time, 25, and my band Photomaker was opening up uh, for all these great acts. That so was, you know, to, like I said, it's another lifetime, so it feels like another person when I'm thinking about it and talking about it. And you mentioned uh, writing the, the themes and the jingles over the years, and I mean, you've got a lot of uh, songs over there that I remember hearing growing up. What are some of that you are maybe uh, most proud of or some of your favorites uh, for the listeners? Well, I yeah, I think the biggest one, which wasn't a jingle, it was a theme. And there's not many people I can say this, that have to brag about it, um, is I wrote the Super Bowl theme for CBS, the NFL theme. And, uh, you know, many people wrote for it. It wasn't like I was going to win it. I said, I don't even do that kind of stuff. But the boss of the Jingle House said, no, they don't want to go, you know, tra- traditional. They want to go more rock and roll. And uh, I, need, don't, I need 12 notes to say, go get your beer. And I gave them 26 notes <laughs> in a minor key. And uh, it was like, yeah, I'll put it at the end of the reel. I don't think you, you, you got it, you know. And then later that day, they said they picked yours out of everybody's. And it ran 10 years on the NFL Game of the Week theme. And I think it was on three or four Super Bowls, or as many as they had during those years, you know. Yeah, um, yeah that was a, a pinnacle. And then, you know, I, I sang and wrote and produced a lot of toy commercials. Uh, the bounty one was our, our jingle. Uh, there's so many. I can't even remember because I did it for about 15 years. And um, the toy commercials were fun, you know, because they were just kind of short little rock and roll ditties that we would just put together. And, and uh, Nestle Crunch was a big one, too. Chocolate is scrunches when it crunches. <laughs> <laughs> and then the bounty quicker picker-upper we did. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot there. There's a, there's a lot, lot, 10 years of uh, work there. Well, this might be a strange question, but, you know, with a jingle like the, the Super Bowl theme, is it more satisfying to know that a jingle you wrote is, is heard by a billion people without them knowing it came from you versus, you know, maybe releasing an album or, or a song? Um, I don't know. I never gave it that thought. Um, you know, family and friends knew, of course, you know. But, uh, and I tell interviewers that, you know, when I get that question, what's, what was your big hit in the jingles? And I always say the Super Bowl because I, I don't know how many there have been, what, 40-something, but they use the same theme, you know, over and over. So uh, it, I should say the NFL game of the week theme and the Super Bowl, they they tie it in, especially with CBS, you know. They use the same theme over and over. Um, and actually the theme, the Super Bowl theme is in a movie now. It's called American Underdog. Okay. And that was kind of a surprise after all these years. You know, it's on, uh, I don't think it's a big blockbuster, but it's, uh, I think it's on Netflix or one of the streaming channels. 
what it is, it's a true story about the quarterback that was thrown in the game last minute, and he was like an old-timer in his 30s, you know, <laughs> and he won the game. So uh, they used the theme behind uh, whatever the announcer was, Brett Summerall, I think it was. So that was kind of a nice surprise. And, um, yeah, to get resurrected after all those years and to be in a movie. So, yeah, I considered that a hit and, uh, and the toy commercials along the way. Yeah, it seems like a lot of those themes are, you know, from the old commercials especially, a lot of them get stuck in people's heads and they remember them years later. They almost become like kind of classic rock songs in a way where they kind of become part of your, your fabric in a way. No, I know. I get emails. Uh, even someone started a Facebook page, Bring Back Frankie Vinci's NFL Theme. <laughs> you know, it's like, and people write in there and they, 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 um, fans are talking about, oh, I used to watch the game with my dad. I hate what's on there now. They should bring back this theme, you know. So it's kind of nostalgic now, you know. And, um, it'd be nice to come back to it because it was nice money. You know, it was good, good, good paycheck, good, um, royalty check. Sure. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's just a, it's a, it's, a, it's like having a hit record because it ran, you know, on every channel, and and you're talking about across the country. <laughs> so you know, whatever game's playing in New York is different. What's playing in Nashville or what's playing in California? So they use the theme in all the markets, and you get paid for different markets. So that was a nice uh, hit record for those few months that the season is out. You know. Yeah. Well, Frankie, you've done just about everything in the music world, and. I know you've kind of moved more to the art side of things in recent years. How did that come about? Was it just time for a change? Or Well, no, I'm still doing music. I produce a lot of local uh, talent, up-and-coming talent, and uh, they seek me out. I play six instruments. I have my studio in my house, so I groom them and, and uh, get them ready to try to go become the next Taylor Swift or whoever, you know. Uh, the art thing, I'm, I'm very artistic, you know, and I was going to go to school for art out of high school, but then my band got picked up and, you know, just stayed with music. For some reason, I dropped art in all these years. I never thought of, like, let me go back and do something. Because I was into surrealism more than what I'm doing now. But I was, uh, the way it happened was the I looked for universe signs. And I was at a friend's house who's wealthy. And he has a big art collection. And I saw Mr. Brainwash. And I, it touched me. I said, this is really cool. You know, it was just kind of abstract and had the iconic, uh, you know, kind of Andy Warhol look to it with drip paint and graffiti. And I said, well, so what I did is I uh, got into the street art crowd. I love street art and graffiti. So I brought that into um, being influenced by all that. And so I tried to get street art and, and graffiti onto canvas by making it look weathered and, you know, anything that makes graffiti work with the tags and, <laughs> and the right images. And I peel the paper and, you know, I just distressed it. And that's how I kind of got into it. It was just, I liked doing it. And then I started getting a lot of buzz. People were like, oh, I love your art. And then I sold a lot of art in the last four years. So it became, uh, like you said, a new career. Like Grandma Moses, you know, I came out of the woodwork and I'm selling <laughs> art. <laughs> that's excellent. Well, Frankie, I know your uh, EP is coming out with the new Sleepaway Camp book, Making the Movie and Reigniting the Campfire. Is there anything else maybe coming up for you or something else on the horizon that you're working on? Just uh, really doing the artwork and uh, doing shows in Connecticut and New York City. And I'm going to be branching out to Florida and uh, the Hamptons. And uh, the, the weather breaks back to summer. I'll be out there more. And, um, 
I'm still working on music and trying to get songs out to major artists, but it's hard today because everybody kind of writes their own stuff or they write with uh, the producers or the top five uh, pop writers in the country, you know, so it's, I'm kind of out of that loop, but the songs are still here and they're still strong and I'm writing as young as I, I've always written. And, um, you know, just keeping at it, keeping creative. That's the biggest thing you can do as an artist is just keep, keep going. And, uh, hopefully, uh, something clicks just like the art did and, and sleepaway camp was kind of out of the blue. Like it was, you know, just get the call and you say, ah, this sounds like a dumb idea, you know, and then you do it. And then it's like, wait, this is fun. You know? So you got to keep, uh, just keep your antennas up and try to get, uh, creative to the projects that come your way. Well, it's been great speaking with you and I appreciate your time and I'm glad to, uh, have the sleepaway camp music here all in one spot. And I'm looking forward to seeing what else comes up for you here down the road. Yeah. I can't wait to uh, see the book and, um, and, and hold it, you know, sure. <laughs> I don't know what, what we're in for. I also, I don't know if I told you earlier, but I don't think I did is I did some artwork for it as well. I did a little postcard. That'll be an insert, um, with okay. the uh, sleep away camp, uh, knife through the sneaker posters. So the publisher and I said, yeah, let me, I said, let me just, Give me a little promo postcard and be cool for someone to have it, you know? Definitely. So that came out really cool. It's just like style of my art without the graffiti, just kind of raw and the edgy street art. Anybody want to reach out to me and uh, see some more art, let me know. Pop, pop my um, website, Vinci Pop Art, on Instagram or Facebook, or my website is the same handle. Excellent. Sounds good, man. I appreciate uh, the time today. Thank you again. All right, mate. Thank you very much. Good day. And again, that was Frankie Vinci. You can hear his music from the Sleepaway Camp film. It's included with the new book, Sleepaway Camp, Making the Movie and Reigniting the Campfire by Jeff Hayes. And it's available now.
said, Orr will catch him. And I'm not eating raw meat and watching girls on the television. I listen to the five count.
Days turn to nights, nights turn to days. Since I've met you, I've turned over.
Hi, this is Pat Miller from Maximum Overdrive and stand-up comedy. You're listening to The Five Count in Mankato. You're going to get us in an awful lot of trouble, man. I never 
say it's all over, then you turn around and walk away. I can't keep up with you. You change from day to day. I don't know what went wrong. I thought you were satisfied, but you live and you learn, and I guess I love is out. So when I see you again, turn around and walk away. Thank the you five so much. count. Thank yes. you so much. Yes, it is. That was Frankie Vinci. The guy wrote the theme song for the Super Bowl. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. And Nestle's Crunch. Hot me what? And Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> and other things. The ton dying. Where do you even go from there? <clears throat> Super Bowl? Nestle's Crunch, dude? What? 
and then sleep away camp. Then you come to the five count, and then it's all downhill from there. That's so ridiculous. What's ridiculous, Ton, is that we need $30,000 for the pledge drive for KMSU. And again, single-handedly, Ton will save the day by driving in all those pledges tonight. Trying. Listen, if you wanted to pledge $100, you could get the David Bowie Sound and Vision 4 CD box set. Now, this isn't necessarily for Ton because he is a known David Bowie hater. That's not true. (laughs) But for the rest of you, this uh, four CD collection brilliantly amplifies the genius of David Bowie across multiple mediums. We're talking like deep cuts, singles, demos, unreleased songs. You'd be a damn fool not to add this to your music collection for only a $100 pledge. Go now to KMSU.org and pledge your support because every little bit helps. Seriously, I have no problems with David Bowie. <laughs> just for the record. It's not what I heard. I like David Bowie just as much as the next guy. Well, I like the fact that KMSU allows ton to be broadcast into your homes on a weekly basis. And it would just make me damn sick to my stomach if that were to change somehow. So don't blow it. Sick to your stomach. Pledge your support now. Please. Get the David Bowie box set. Get the five count prize pack. Get the KMSU blanket. Get a day sponsorship where they play nothing but Leonard Skinner's Freebird all day. Could you imagine? And then get a good feeling for doing a good thing finally in your miserable life. Wow. Freebird all day long. Wow. That'd be worth it. I should just, maybe I should do it and have them play that, uh... Your new music? No, what's They'd that? They'd have to do it. <laughs> no, I was thinking about that song that, um... The Macho Man Randy Savage rap album? No, the No Tortillas song. Oh, yeah, I guess they could play that. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. I love tortillas. Yes. That's a great song. But there is only bread. Yep. They could play that all day. That'd be amazing. Be the best $200 you ever spent. I'll think about it. I wish you would. The Tortillas song and my album. That'd be great. Done. Tonight's been great. We had Jeff Hayes, Frankie Vinci, and Ton all on the show. That's a success right there. Not going to find that on any other stations. That's why it's important that you pledge your support. Could you imagine if KMSU went off the air, was shuttered, dead air, no true punks? I know. Sounds terrible. I don't even want to think about it, but it is a reality if you don't pledge your support right now. Get your mom's purse, cash in grandma's savings bonds, (laughs) sell some blood. Whatever you need to do. Whatever you need to do. This is a matter of life and death. And electro. (laughs) Please visit KMSU.org. Guess that's it. That is it. Once you're done pledging, go to thefivecount.com. Check out everything we have to offer. This is the Five Count Co-op, Five Count at the Movies, Patreon. It's all there for you. Yeah. Join us on Patreon if you have any money left over. Yep. Here, here, ton read He Man. Yeah, man. It's really good. 
and uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. I need to make more of those. You need to make some pledges happen, or you're out of here, bucko. Doing the best I can. I guess we're done. We're done. Hope your head stops leaking. Thanks. Me too. See you next time.